1: Believe in what's present. Not trying to get something, but notice that He's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that it. power. I receive it right now. I receive it From right now. From the top of my head. The top of my to head. The soles of my feet. The soles, soles of my feet. Of my feet. Welcome to Jesus the Healer. We're so glad that you've been able to join us today. I tell you what, I know you're hungry for the Word. We're hungry for the Word. The Word takes our life and it sets it on course when it can get our cooperation. So we're so grateful that you've joined us for teaching. We ask you, get hold of your Bible, get hold of a notepad, pen, and pencil, and join with us. We've got a studio audience here, and they're going to join in uh, as we dive into the Word today. For the past couple of episodes, we've been preaching on the mind. God began dealing with me about ministering about the renewed mind, because uh, the blessings of God belong to us. Mm -hmm. And uh, the blessings of God are for every arena of life, for healing, for prosperity, for peace, joy, victory. And we want to remind you, don't leave out that part of the inheritance that belongs to us in Christ is a sound mind. (laughs) I tell you what, nothing can take the place of a sound mind.
0: Amen.
1: And so, uh, we've been reading so much out of the in these episodes. We've been reading starting with Second Timothy chapter one and verse seven. So turn with me, if you would, in your Bibles, and I'm going to read out of the King James translation of Second Timothy chapter one verse seven. And it reads, "For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power." of love and a sound mind. I want you to know that God has nothing to do with the flow of fear. God is not dealing with you through any flow of fear. God has authored for us uh, power, authority, that we have the power of God, but in that power also carries an authority. And so we have the authority that belongs to us in Christ. Why? To deal with fear that comes Yes. And then we also, He gave unto us the spirit of love. Well, what is that? Well, perfect love casts out fear. Right. And then also, He's given us a sound mind. So we know that f- fear comes to try to attack the thought arena, Amen. to try to attack your sound mind. I like what the Amplified Classic says about this sound mind. It defines it and says that God's given unto us a calm, well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. So notice this, that God has authored for every one of His children a calm mind, not a troubled mind, not a mind that's racing and without restraint, but a calm mind, a well-balanced mind, not one that goes the wrong direction easily. Not one that, that, that goes in a direction it shouldn't go in. It doesn't run off with your life in the wrong direction. Yes. But a well-balanced mind, it stays right in the middle of the road. It stays right in the place of balance. Yes. And then discipline. Discipline. Now, how many of you know that's our part, to discipline our thought life, that's right. uh, to discipline it? And when we do, it'll ha- there will be a, a self-control over that thought life. And so we want to remind you that that's what belongs to us in Christ. Amen. Use your faith to lay hold of the soundness of mind that Amen. belongs to you. Amen. Um, an undisciplined mind will rob us of peace. That's right. I tell you, it'll rob from you. And God wants you to have days of heaven on earth. And for that to happen, that's going to involve the mind, the thought life. Many think that the enemy or the devil is their problem. And for the believer, the real problem lies when we have an undisciplined thought life. That's right. You know, uh, the devil cannot make us think wrong. <laughs> yeah. Now, what he will do is he will offer wrong thinking. He will offer wrong thoughts, but he can't make you accept those. That's your choice. choice. And many times people don't even recognize wrong thinking. That's why it's so important as Christians that we renew our minds because it helps us to recognize thoughts that aren't from God.
0: Amen.
1: It helps us to recognize wrong thinking, helps us distinguish between what's right and a wrong way to think. Um, the thing is is that the devil cannot, as I said, he cannot make you think wrong. He cannot force you into wrong thinking. But what he tries to do is he plant tries to plant a troubling thought, a wrong way of thinking. He'll suggest that to the mind. He'll offer that to us because he knows that if we'll take that wrong thought, then he'll energize it. (laughs) And it will build. Wrong thinking will grow. But if we don't have any wrong thinking, he's got nothing to energize. (laughs) (laughs) And I tell you, so it's not about getting the devil to leave us alone. It's about running wrong thoughts out because then he's got nothing to work with. He can't work with God thoughts. Right, he can only work with wrong thinking. Right. What's wrong thinking? Thoughts of fear, yeah. thoughts of doubt, yeah. worry, depression, oppression, yeah. all of these things. So if we run these things out of our life, we pay attention. Yes. Yes. How do we run them out of our life? Well, we renew, we renew our minds yeah. with the Word of God. Yeah. That means we put in God's Word yeah. and it helps us distinguish between right and wrong thinking. And Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And it goes on to say that you may be able to prove or discern uh, that which is good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Well, what's that mean? It means that as we renew our minds, we'll be able to distinguish what the thoughts of God are, what the plan of God is for our life, what the will of God is. That we'll we'll recognize that when circumcised Circumstances arise. Oh, God didn't send this right. so that he can teach me something. Yeah. See, you learn that by knowing his thoughts. That's right. Then you know ways he will move or ways he won't move. You'll be able to discern and distinguish the will of God in the thought life. And so uh, it says again in Romans 12, verse two, be not conformed to this world, but I love this phrase, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, nothing else will transform your life like the renewing of the mind.
0: Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. You can have people to pray for you and that's right. It's good to have someone to pray for you but, and that'll bless you, but that won't transform you. Yes. It's wow. the renewing yes. of the mind yes. that Amen. will transform your life. Amen. Amen. And God knows that our greatest defense against the enemy is a renewed mind. That's right. Why? Because a renewed mind thinks right. Amen. When you think right, you're gonna believe right. That's right. When you believe right, you're gonna speak right. Yes. When you speak right, you're gonna do right. right. And when you do right, you're gonna receive right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 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 So it all begins with a thought life. And you know it only takes one thought uncontrolled. Yep for the devil to have something to energize. He doesn't need 10 thoughts. Right. He only yeah. just needs one wrong way of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That's why the Word tells us in Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, it says, Casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every, look at that, every thought yes. to yes. the yes. obedience of Christ. Yeah. Every thought. Why? Because you can't just leave one, one wrong thought unattended. Right. Yeah. and think that you're going to arrive at the right place. We have to pay attention to every thought. Yeah. 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 And the good thing is, we're not doing that in our own ability. We have divine help. We have the Holy Ghost. We have the Word. We have the power of God to help us. This is not by just natural ability. We have the Holy Ghost who is our ever-present help. Amen. Now I'll say this, the more you pray in other tongues, the more that you'll recognize His help in your life. Good. Yeah. Good. And as I said, it only takes one wrong thought mm-hmm. to trouble your life. I, several years ago, God said to me, I want you to talk more and tell more of the stories of the things of how God's moved in the life of your husband and in your life. Mm-hmm. Why? Because in stories is tucked away the answers for your life.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How many of us have read Mark chapter 5 that there was a woman with an issue of blood? Yeah. And she pressed in to touch the hem of Jesus's garment. And she kept saying, "If I may, but touch his his, his garment, I shall be whole." Right. We know that story. What happened? She touched, and healing power was received. Yeah. You know that was her story. Amen. Yes. That yes. was her story, John, and people are still getting healed off her story. John, yeah, yes. You can still yeah. find your help, yes. your answer yes. 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 met in her story. Amen. So I, when I tell stories on these episodes, it's not just so I can talk about me; it's so you can hear your answer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Amen. That's right. and
1: so you can hear your help. So listen to things that are told and lay hold of the truths that these stories hold. Uh, one of the things, and I'm, I'm not out of line to tell this because this is a story that my husband often told when he preached. And he talked about uh, his home life, the home he was born into. Uh, his parents got married very young. His mama was 15 years old when she got pregnant with him. Can you imagine? If, bless her heart. That's just—I mean—having a child at any age is a task. <laughs> it's going to call for—it's going to call for you. No God. Yes. It's easier when you know God right and she uh, she was a little Catholic girl and and uh, my husband's dad was a little Catholic boy and she ended up they they were unmarried and she ended up pregnant. and um, so you can imagine this would have been what in 1940 mm-hmm. wow. And so in that day and age, there was a real uh, stigma you know yes. in society yes. with, A young girl being unmarried and and being pregnant. And so they decided um, that they were going to drive down to Tijuana and they were going to uh, visit an abortion clinic. And on the way down there, uh, my husband's dad, a 16 year old fella, he was raised enough in the Catholic church to know that that went against his heart. And so he said to Norma, who was his girlfriend there, and he said, Norma, I can't do this. We, we can't, I'm not going to take you down and have an abortion. Instead, we're going to get married. So because they were so young, you know, they were underage, and uh, without the parents' permission, they, I don't believe, could do that in the United States, but there in, in Mexico they could. So instead of aborting, they got married. And word came back to Norma. This is Ed's mother. uh, Word came back to her dad that she was pregnant and that she had, you know, run off to get married. Well, instead of getting back home to their families and celebrating that they got married, as soon as she drove up, she got the report that her daddy had committed suicide. And what a tragic thing. What a tragic thing. And he left a note that because of the embarrassment to him of her situation, he had taken his life. And of course, left that note, so they handed her that note to read. And you can imagine what that did to a little 15-year-old. But I've said this, and I still say this, anybody who takes their life, it wasn't one event that brought them there. His mind was troubled before. His mind was weakened. And you wish you could tell that little 15-year-old girl, Mm -hmm. it's not your fault. It's not your fault. But she believed that thought. And uh, so you can imagine 15-year-old little gal, she's newly married, she's pregnant. What a big... Change and responsibility yeah. that felt like on her. Not born again, didn't know how to cast her care on the Lord, yeah. but that one thought that she was responsible for her her dad's early death. And I want to say this because people need to know this. It's been taught in certain religious circles that if you commit suicide you automatically go to hell. That's not scriptural.
0: Amen. Yeah. 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 Amen. That's
1: not true. Amen. Yeah. Um, because someone's someone can get weak in their mind. Mm-hmm. And their mind to break down, just like an organ of their body right. can get diseased right. and break down. Yes. You can yes. have a kidney that breaks, yeah. down. You right. yeah. that oh, breaks right. down. You can have a liver that breaks yeah. down. You can have a heart. Right. Yes. The organ of the heart get diseased and break down. Yeah. Well, uh, people's minds can break down. Right. Yes. And when their mind breaks down, the devil takes advantage yes. of right. that weakened condition. Yeah. Yeah. To torment and harass. And someone who died with a liver condition, Mm -hmm. a kidney condition, a heart condition, they don't go to hell because that organ didn't work right. Well, even so, when the brain of someone doesn't work due to an unbalanced mind, you don't automatically go to hell for that either. And so I, I want to disarm that threat and that lie that has tormented family members, that if someone commits suicide, they automatically go to hell. That's not true. That's not true. Because God is merciful and He knows when someone's mind isn't right. Amen. 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 You wish you could have told that little 15-year-old girl that, you know, uh, what it would have meant to her life. But of course, she didn't know anything about the Word. She wasn't saved. And no one around her knew the help to offer her. So she... They started in their marriage as this young couple, 15 and 16 years old, and they saw that alcoholism had been a part of both of the sides of their family. And they committed, we're not going to drink alcohol. Mm -hmm. You know, people, the thing is, is that you can't play with things that can bring you into bondage. That's the thing. Jesus paid the full price so that we would be free, not bound. Don't ever play with something that can again bring you into bondage. And people will think, well, I can do it in moderation. You start out thinking that. That's That's not where you end up. And they started out thinking, we will not go the way of our families into alcoholism. Mm -hmm. But her mind was so troubled and so harassed that she was looking for relief. Yeah. And little by little, yeah. she started drinking. Mm-hmm. And, and Ed's, my husband, his dad started drinking mm-hmm. as a young couple. And before long, of course, what you intend to just keep in moderation won't leave you moderate. It'll go to excess. That's right.
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: And um, that's why the word says, don't be drunk with wine wearing is excess. Meaning, you might start off thinking it's moderation, but... Yeah. It doesn't leave you there. It no. takes right. you into excess. Yes. But you can be filled with something. Yeah. Yeah. Be filled with the Holy Ghost yeah. is what it says. Yeah. Ephesians yeah. chapter yeah. five, verse seventeen. Don't be drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be ye filled. Yes. Or uh, that the, the literal translation is be being filled. Yeah. Why? Because she could not live life sober. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, God doesn't want you to live life sober either. He wants you filled with the Holy Ghost. He wants you full of the Word. Amen. Amen. And be, be be full of the water of the Word. Be full of the water of the Spirit. Amen. The wine of the Spirit. Because that, that excess will never damage your life. It will only make it better. The more you drink of the Holy Ghost, the better life gets. The more you fill up on the water of the Word, the better life gets. Amen. It doesn't rob from you. And this little gal, though she didn't know that, and she was trying to get relief. And you can understand uh, that she didn't know the direction to go. So she was drinking. Of course, before long, they ended up in alcoholism. So she ended up mentally ill. She ended up not just an alcoholic, but then she ended up being put in different mental hospitals to try to get help. What did that one thought. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The devil used that one thought about her daddy's early death that she was the cause of it. And and like I said, no one person is the cause because it takes a series. And not only that, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The devil's behind that kind of thinking. That's
0: right, that's
1: right. And so I just, I want want people to walk free and never get under the bondage that something that they did took somebody off into a wrong direction because, uh, like I said, it, it's not just one thought one time. Yeah. It's a repeated thought uncontrolled yes. over time. Yes.
0: Yes.
1: She did not know First Peter chapter 5 and verse 17. I want to read it to you. Thank God for this verse. She didn't know this verse. Therefore... Humble. This is uh, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. Therefore, humble yourselves, and this is the Amplified Classic. Therefore, humble yourselves. What's that mean? Don't be a know-it-all. Right. <laughs> yeah. Listen to somebody. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Amen. And then it says, demote, lower yourselves in your own estimation. I Meaning, don't think you know it all.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. But humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, See, people will pray, oh, God, keep me humble. He's not going to keep you humble. Right. He tells you to humble yourself. That's right. yeah. It's not his, his job to humble us. Yeah. And don't think that the devil, that God's going to use something of the devil to humble you.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or that God brings something negative to humble you. God does not play a role in humbling you. That's what you're to do. Humble yourself. Yeah under the mighty hand of God. See, his hand is mighty. Yes. You're safe in humbling yourself under that hand. Yes. That's yes. the hand of help. Yes. That's the hand of deliverance yes. and, right. and, and, and rescue. Yes. So humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that in due time, he will exalt you. Glory He'll bring yes. you up out of that difficulty. Yes. Then I love verse seven, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all, all your worries, praise. all your concerns, once and for all on Him. Amen. Amen. How Amen. that little 15 year old girl needed to hear that. Yes. Cast that care. Yes. Yeah. What, what does it mean to cast it? That means you take it out of your hands and you put it under His hand. And what did it say in verse 6 about His hand? His is a mighty hand. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Humble yourself under the mighty hand. Yeah, when you put your care in His hand, you put your care in His might. Hallelujah. Yes. That His might goes to work. Amen. His about His ability, His power goes to work in your behalf. Yeah. Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on Him, for He cares. Ah, oh, what words! He cares. What you put in your hand, in His hands, He'll take care of it. Yes, yes.
0: Right.
1: That's what it means. Amen. He'll take care of it. Amen. How we wished you, we could tell that little 15-year-old girl, put Jack care in His hands. He'll work everything out. Yes. He'll make what started out as hard and, and difficult as a blessing. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. So I'm so glad I get to tell you that today. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Amen.
1: You might be some little 15-year-old girl. You may be some 50-year-old girl. Yes. <laughs> Whoever you are, I tell you what, God invites you, cast your care yes. into His hand. Amen. Why? Amen. Because when you take it out of your hands, put it into his hands, his hands start working on it. Yeah. So cast it in on him for he cares for you. Look at this affectionately yeah. and cares about you watchfully. This means this, he's not going to rebuke you because you have a care to put in his hand. He's affectionate yeah. towards yeah. you at that moment. He's not pushing you down and condemning you for the misses, the faults, the failures, the mistakes, the sins, the wrongdoing. He's affectionate at that time toward you. He's watchful over that care that you place in his hand. Amen. Amen. One time I was probably about eight or nine years old. And in the little town I was, the smaller town I was uh, raised in, there wasn't a lot of activities there in town to do. So when the carnival came to town, it was a big deal. (laughs) And one of the neighbors said uh, to my mom, they said, we're going to go to the carnival. Can Nancy go with us? And she said, yes, she can go with you. And so mother gave me a quarter. (laughs) I mean, today kids don't even know, hand you a quarter and they go, what do you do with this? (laughs) Well, we had a whole day of fun on a quarter, you know, but back then, but now you can't, but anyway. So I wasn't really much in- interested in the rides. I was interested in what they called the jewelry booth. <laughs> Even as an eight, nine-year-old, the jewelry booth was what I was interested in. And you know it's the highest grade jewelry when you see it on a spool. You know that they had it sitting on the countertop, a spool of gold chain. You know, you know, and they just pull it off like, you know, like cord or something. They're unwinding that. You know that's the <laughs> finest stuff. <laughs> so I walked up to the guy who was manning that jewelry booth and I said, I have a quarter. What can I get? He said, honey, that will get you a necklace with a charm on it. I said, sold. <laughs> I want it. Yeah. So he unraveled from that, you know, that fine gold. Yeah. He unraveled from that <laughs> spool of chain long enough to go around my neck and he put a little charm on it. And the, the links on that were so fine. They were tiny. I laugh over it, (coughs) excuse me, because I think, boy, that that was the best necklace in town right there. (laughs) But because the links were so small, I could not easily take that off and on. So I slept in it. I lived in it. (coughs) Excuse me. And so I, um, after several weeks of that, that chain was knotted all up. And so I couldn't get it out. Those links were so tiny. I took it to mother and I said, mother, can you get these knots out? She put it in her hand. (coughs) Excuse me. She took a straight pin and she started working it loose. She did that to about four or five knots. She got to the last knot got it almost completely undone. And I said, I'll finish it. I'll finish it. And I took it back from her hand. Mm -hmm. My way of finishing was jerk on it.
0: Uh
1: Well, that's what got it knotted to begin with. But that was my way. Start jerking. So she stood there and watched me get that thing back in a mess. (laughs) And then she held out her hand and she said, if you'll put it back in my hand and leave it there, I can finish it. Yeah. But if you're going to take it out of my hand, yeah. I can't finish yeah. it. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So I gave it back to her and she finished it. That's what worry is, you taking something out of the hand of God and putting it in your own, own hand trying right. to fix yeah. it. Yeah. Now humble yourself. Yeah. Realize you can't fix it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Humble yourself under the mighty hand that can fix yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Put that back in his hand right. and leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. When you see it getting better, don't take it back. Right. Let Him complete the work. Just when relief comes, don't just say, oh, I can handle my life now. No, keep your life in His care. Keep your life in His hand. Keep those situations and circumstances in His care and He'll fix it all. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a blessing to take those worried thoughts, worried cares, worried situations. Satan, I resist that. In Jesus' name, that's not my thought. My Father, Father, I put that situation in your hand for you to work on it. Amen. Listen, we've been teaching out of this book of Sound Discipline Mind. We invite you to get hold of it. It'll bless you and it'll help you. Go to DeframeMinistries.org. We'll get it to you as soon as we can. And I tell you what, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you.
0: To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Please join us for our Defrain Ministries Miracle Crusade in Fredonia, New York at Family Church, Fredonia, August 14th through the 18th. Come expecting your miracle. For more information, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. Please join us for our annual Ladies' Conference at Wood Harvest Church in Marietta, California, October 4th through the 6th. Everyone is welcome to attend. For more information, visit our website at thefrainministries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message.